Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gold and Steel podcast, where we discuss all things Vegas Golden Knights. I'm your usual host, JP, with my usual co-host, Ian. Today, we discuss the Golden Knights and their recent skid. What's causing it? How do they fix it? And is there any cause for concern? The Vancouver Canucks are off to a red-hot start. Are they the divisional opponent to watch out for? And the Edmonton Oilers are in the middle of an all-out collapse. Vegas fans rejoice, but will they find their stride again before it's too late? Ian, it's good to see you, buddy, as always. I know today you are wandering the streets of Birmingham as opposed to the streets of London, which is where you often find yourself for work. But uh, you're in your winter gear there. It's got a little colder since the last time you did this, I think. Yep. So if I look like Rudolph, then you know why that is. It's because the- it's very cold. <laughs> um, I don't know if people can see this. Actually, the Birmingham Canals, the infamous uh, nice. Birmingham Canals. So yeah. anybody that's seen, well, Pinky Blinders probably if you're in the US, you'll know yeah. what I mean. About yeah. the world famous canals, yeah, in Birmingham. Well, the uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, our listeners, you're getting a little more than you bargained for. A little, uh, little history tour as well. Ian's always good for a surprise, but. Um, well, let's uh, let's dive into this, Ian. So, obviously, Vegas the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks has been in a bit of a skid. Um, yep. Things seem like they took a turn in the game against the Ducks. They gave up a two goal lead against the Ducks in Anaheim and let that one slip away. Lost that game. They then lost to the Kings in the next game. They managed to beat the Sharks, which isn't saying much, uh, <laughs> but they've since managed to lose to the Capitals three zero. The Flyers, 4-3 in OT, and the Penguins, 3-0. That's two shutouts now in, mm-hmm. in the last week or two as compared to only two shutouts all of last season. Um, they did manage to beat the Canadians, 6-5, but essentially they've lost five out of their last seven. So yep. that's a pretty significant skid. So, Ian, what, what do you think's going on? We've discussed this a little bit before we recorded, but what's going on in Vegas right now? Well, so before we start, the, game, the season is eight two games, so there is going to be some good patches. There's going to be some bad patches. So, like, I think the you know, term that you use, skid, is is better than than what some of the reactions been, which is the it's all kind of burning down, which is not quite the case. And interesting when you look at the stats within those games, for the most part, like they play quite well. They just haven't had the kind of rubber the greet. So, take the Penguins game, okay, three now. It kind of flatters the uh, Pittsburgh quite a bit because Nedeljkovic was amazing in goal. He saved a couple of shots that arguably he shouldn't have done. Uh, Eichel hit the crossbar, didn't he? I think it was in the second period. That was at 1-0. That could have changed the game. We've got an empty netter in there, so it's not really 3-0. It's arguably 2. So I think the performances haven't been quite as bad as what the stats would say. I guess the worrying thing is those shutouts, isn't it? Because it was the same against the Capitals. Couldn't score then either. Um, so I think I, it, it's just that. It is just a skid. The two things that I would point out, though, which I think are slightly worrying if I was in Bruce Cassidy's shoes. One is turnovers. It's been a fair few of those. Um, and, you know, a few times in the games that I've seen anyway, they've led to goals, which, you know, tends to happen. Um, and uh, And rebounds. So that's the other thing. There's a few times where, I mean, Nadelkovic, in terms of his difference in performance against Hill, is Nadelkovic really minimised the rebounds on the shots. And, and, and I'm not being critical of Hill, but he didn't. 
and therefore that gives second, third, fourth opportunities. So I'm not particularly concerned about the performance, but it's like anything. A skid is only a skid, a skid at the start is not concerning. Once it turns into a pattern, then you've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And Cassidy has said that himself, what you just said, that, that he's not happy with the turnovers. Uh, that that's definitely a, a concern. And like you said, that has possibly made the difference in a few of these games. I agree with you. I, I do see a little bit of bad puck luck. Puck luck is a weird thing. And like you said, there's, there's been some, especially against the penguins. It was like post a couple of posts, a couple of really near misses. And you know how that goes. Sometimes it's post and in, sometimes it's post and out. And just one of those is different and that shifts the momentum of the game. So uh, there was yeah, a little bit of that snake bit feeling in that game, particularly, and you just kind of could feel it. The longer they went without scoring, the more tense the team got, the more tense the fans became. And you can just kind of tell it almost becomes like a monkey on the back after a while. And there was a little bit of that going on against Pittsburgh, but uh, I agree with you. I don't think there's cause for concern just yet. I think also if you consider how well the golden Knights have been playing now for so long, including winning a Stanley cup, um, there's bound to be a letdown at some point, right? There has to be a letdown at some point. It's really hard just to play at full bore 110% like that consistently at all times. And I feel like, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's going to be a letdown eventually. This is it. And it's actually several of these games that they lost, they still played reasonably well. It, I think it's more, I think it's important to judge by less by the wins and losses and more by what you're seeing on the ice, because you can still play a great hockey game. You can play a great hockey game and still lose. So for, for me, when I watch them on the ice, I don't see a lot of major problems. There've been a couple of games where maybe they didn't quite have their legs under them, but that happens sometimes on the road. And, uh, but I'm with you. I'm, I don't think there's any major cause for concern yet. And racking up those points early ended up being a great thing because the, the golden Knights are still first in the division first in the conference. And I think right now they're second or third in the league. Boston is playing really well, right? There's a couple teams in the East that are yeah. um, that are right on par with them, or, or playing even a little bit better, or have a couple games in hand and such. So, yeah, and, not and it, not here's the thing, man. Like, you, you don't win the Stanley Cup in November, as we all know. Um, so, like I said, the the, the skid is, is will be something we'll get forgotten about if we win the next three or four games in a row. Yeah. Um, right. And statistically, they played well. I mean, they outshot Pittsburgh. They outshot Washington. Um, they outshot the Canadians as well, but they beat those. So, you know, the Flyers game, should they have beaten the Flyers in regulation? I would say so. But, you know, like, it's just, it's been a kind of East Coast trip to forget. Yeah. And this is yeah. kind of what I was expecting them to be like when they first, when the league, well, the, sorry, the season first started. Mm-hmm. So I kind of expected this kind of stutter, stutter start. Right, right. But they didn't. They came out the gates really hot. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of seeing a bit of a, you know, oh, I won't say it's blown a tire, but it's, it's yeah. you know, it's underinflated. <laughs> yeah. so, you know. Sure. And, and this is also, we just, I know we talk about this a lot when it comes to the Golden Knights, but health wise, they got hit by the injury bug a little bit early in the season. And the game against Pittsburgh was the first game that they've had the entire lineup intact 
all season. So they've got the full defensive core back. Nick Haig returned to the lineup. White Cloud returned to the lineup only a couple of games before that. And so it's. I think it's also understandable that there would be a little bit of rust there just in terms of the defensive core getting used to working together again, kind of getting their legs under them, some of these forwards that have returned from injury. So yeah. Like it's not an excuse, point. but but sometimes when you're talking about a one goal game or or a game where yeah, there's like the defensive turnovers, we talked about that. Sometimes that that's a factor. Those things are related. So once again, it's I don't think there's major cause for concern just yet. And frankly, I'm I'm a big believer that sometimes a well timed losing streak or skid can be just what a team needs to inject a little bit of urgency back in their game and. Let's face it, the Golden Knights have been doing a lot of winning over the last six, eight, nine months. And while as a Golden Knights fan, I'm thrilled by that. I'm really happy about that. It, it can be hard to maintain that same level of urgency game after game after game. So sometimes a little losing streak is just what the doctor ordered. And I'm hoping that this is one of those. And now it's yeah. probably time to bounce back, though, because they keep going they keep doing this, they are going to start to slip in the standings, right? They can't do much more of this. They're going to lose first in the division to the Vancouver Canucks, who is next mm. on the agenda. So we got to talk about these guys, man. Um, I'm just looking at their record here. So the Vancouver Canucks are currently 13-5-1. They are second in the Pacific, second in the conference, third in the league. Now- yep. I haven't watched a lot of their hockey this year, but it se- kind of seems to me like these guys might be the team to beat uh, in, in at least right now, the team to beat in the division. I mean, do I dare say that, that they're even a contender? That sounds kind of crazy to me to say that in Vancouver in the same sentence, but are, are they contenders or is this early season good fortune a la Buffalo Sabres. I know I always reference that 11 game winning streak that the Sabres pulled <laughs> off a few years ago and then they totally crashed out. And and there is something to that. At the beginning of the season, not all the teams are dialed in yet. Some teams ease their way into the season and then they're big playoff juggernauts by the time the playoffs come around. So are, is Vancouver taking advantage of that? Like what do you think? What's what's going on in Vancouver? Um I think they are. I think they're the real deal. So I don't think they're Buffalo, but they, uh, and like you said, we're kind of coining that as being doing a Buffalo. <laughs> it's, it's like when, when you win some games and then your season just explodes. But yeah, it, right. they are, they're better than that. But what, what they're not is, um, I don't think, are they a contender? Yeah, of course, I know they're a contender. Statistically, you would say that they are. Um, they've got some great point scorers at the moment. You've got, Quinn Hughes is playing fantastic as people are talking about him and the Norris already, which, which is understandable because they were talking about him and the Norris last year. Um, you've got Miller who's playing well. Um, you've got um, Pedersen who's playing well. So they've got, and if you go through the top, if you look at the NHL stats in terms of goals, assists, like there's Vancouver players all over the place. And then you come to Thatcher Demko, who's also playing fantastic. So mm-hmm. I think the real deal are they contender? Yeah. Well, given who we're going to talk about in a minute, it's currently literally, you know, mm-hmm. like in the bottom of the Christmas tree. Then you're like, you've got, they, they've got a chance because in that division, there's not a lot of contenders right there. I mean, you've got Seattle who, who started poorly. You've mm-hmm. got, um, obviously, Edmonton who we come to in a minute who have started poorly. 
Um, so you've got the Sharks, who are arguably one of the worst teams the NHL has ever seen currently, mm-hmm. um, and and that's not a that's not an over an over egg there. They are pretty dreadful. Yeah. Um, and then in the central, you've got teams like Chicago, Nashville, others who arguably are not contenders, even if they end up making the playoffs or not, is irrelevant mm-hmm. really. So, yeah. so I think from Vancouver's perspective, it's a good year to get hot because yeah. other than Vegas, I think it's. Um, yeah it's it'll be interesting to see because there was a bit of a rivalry there that fired up between vancouver and vegas back during the bubble playoffs uh and because yeah, after that's that second round series mm-hmm. it was second round right that went seven games i think they took them to seven games so there's definitely some bad blood between vancouver that fans was the san, jose, vegas fans. san jose yeah wasn't it was that the one with the major? Was that the uh, one? No, after? no, that was the prior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah the it, this was the bubble playoffs, right? Yeah, the, I think it was the year prior. You've made they, the playoffs so many times, I forget. I which know, one it is. right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, we're very lucky as Golden Knights fans mm. uh, to be confused as to which playoff year we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah. but I do remember there was some bad blood because the the Canucks came within a game of going to a conference final, right? So the big question for me is: Will Vancouver buckle under what most Canadian teams buckle under, which is the tremendous pressure of playing in a Canadian market. Canadians are just brutally unforgiving to their teams. You know, the press is brutal. It is an incredibly high pressure environment. And when it's going well, they're planning the Stanley cup parade. And when you lose a couple of games, they're, they're crucifying you and burning effigies of you in the streets. And, Yep. So I, I, I'm really curious to see if Vancouver ends up buckling under that pressure the first time they hit some adversity this season. Uh, talk about a team that has hit some adversity this season. It brings us to our next uh, item on the agenda. The Edmonton Oilers, uh, much to the joy and happiness of Vegas Golden Knights fans everywhere, mm-hmm. are in the middle of a complete collapse. I mean... I almost feel like Golden Knights fans are talking about this more than they're talking about Vegas. It's almost like Vegas has lost a few games, but we've got a cup under our belt, and so nobody's that worried. Everybody, there's, there isn't that same angst because they're the defending cup champs, but the, the talking point really has been what's going on in Edmonton because last year they were considered by most to be a contender. In fact, by many, cons- considered yep. Stanley Cup favorites. And yeah, for definitely. any fans who aren't keeping a close eye on it, I mean, it's so they're currently five, eleven, and one. They are seventh in the Pacific, fourteenth in the conference, thirtieth in the league. Literally bringing up the basement. And as we know, they just fired Jay Woodcroft. They just let their coach go. They're trying to right the ship, and uh, it's kind of a shocker. I, I, I mean, look, I, I didn't necessarily assume that Edmonton was going to. To, to do as well as it did last year. It's always hard to say to get to the season, but I certainly didn't expect this. I mean, are, what do you think, Ian? Are their woes going to continue here, or is the season a wash? I mean, they're kind of running out of out of room here. If they keep losing, they're going to have dug themselves way too big a hole to even make the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, they're in panic stations. Mm-hmm. The obvious, you know, reason, you can see that in the firing of the coach. Um Will the new coach come in and, and suddenly everything's rosy? It hasn't looked that way so far. Um, yeah. But he's had a yeah. short, you know, a small sample size, to be fair to him. Um, he only took over, what, 
Did they fire the coach last week? Was it middle last week? I think it was. So it's not. We've not had a lot of games. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't actually have any stats to back up. And you just read out the most important one. So mm-hmm. you know they are 30th in the league. So whatever yeah. stats I was going to read to you, they're not going to look good. Well, we know that mm-hmm. already because right. you don't accidentally oh, yeah. finish last. Yeah. And let's yeah. be honest, the only reason they're not 30 seconds is because you've got San Jose in there, right? So it's they're they're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is with, with Edmonton is that they have, you know, they've pulled their chips down on being a playoff team. They've they've made trades that have made no sense. They've made some bad trades. I didn't like the Tyson Barry trade. I obviously didn't like the Campbell trade. Um, you know, Soup, as he's known, he wears on waivers to the week. It's, uh, Jack Campbell, so he was you know, he's not been the goalie that they wanted him to be. They've, they've kind of lucked out a little bit in terms of Skinner stepping in. He was one of the players that they drafted a few years back uh, as their kind of goalie. Um, then they've kind of bought their way through. Um, any, any kind of typical fashion for Edmonton, they're always pushed up against the cap. And you're going to be because you've got arguably two of the most expensive players in the NHL. Right, um, right. Conor McDavid. And this is, this is that argument. Is Conor McDavid going to be the greatest player to never win a Stanley Cup? You know, mm-hmm. and it's okay saying we've got Conor McDavid and, and Blackhawks fans, by the way, should be wary of this exact problem that Edmonton are going through right now, which is one player doesn't win you a Stanley Cup. You need a yeah. team of superstars or a team that work, plays like superstars when they play together. Team that's greater than the sum of their parts. And unfortunately for Edmonton, is they're not a team that's greater than the sum of their parts. Arguably, right. they're worse than the sum of their parts. And right. Edmonton fans don't listen to this podcast. So I don't really, they're probably not going to be very vocal when I say this, but there is going to be a point when they're going to have to consider what they do with McDavid. I know nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, it's sacrilege in Edmonton. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> and they want a statue of him next to Gretzky, but Gretzky won cups. McDavid isn't won none, mm-hmm. and he is a massive anchor in that team, yeah. cap-wise. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he is also a fantastic player. There's not, without doubt, but he wants to win things. He's a very driven kid. The reason why he is as good as he is is because he worked his backside off to get there. He wants to win Sunday Cups. And if he doesn't think he can get it in Edmonton, he will, he's, the, he's vocal. Like he's the, he, he will say what he thinks at times. And I know mm-hmm. that he's had Barnes with the management in the past because he's sure. been all over the press. Mm-hmm. But he will force a trade and say, I'm not right. doing this anymore. Get, get me out. Right. And um, the question is, the second that happens and it becomes vocal, then you've lost all your negotiating power because everybody yeah. knows that you're, and I believe, I don't know how long he's got left his contract. He had seven or eight years, obviously. Well, it would have been eight years when he signed. Yeah, I think maybe he he's got a couple, a couple of years left. Yeah. Yeah. But let's be honest, he's a UFA when he finishes, mm-hmm. which means that you've got two choices. You either trade him and you make something back or you don't trade him and, uh, and, and hope that he doesn't choose not to resign in the end of that contract. So the price you lose, arguably the best player, to ever grace the NHL for nothing, which is mm-hmm. worse than losing him for something. Sure. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're in a real mess. And I think mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll, they'll use this season to blow it up yeah. and try again next season under a new, this new coach. Yeah. Give him some time to see like what he wants, how he plays, and then try to build a team around him. Right. The GM's, um, his name is escaping me right now. I believe it's Ken Holland. Um, but he is not an idiot. Um, uh, now I'm saying Keller Holland. It probably isn't Keller Holland. But anyway, whoever their GM is, he's he's been around the block. Uh, mm-hmm. He's won Stanley Cups, which is why they hired him. So I think that you know he he knows what to do. 
but the cap is the problem. So, and you look yeah. through that team, they lost Clef Bomb to injury. That was a big blow. Um, I just don't see it. Like, you know, and, and you're right. And you then got the Canadian pressure on top, which all the teams mm-hmm. have. Toronto has it. Vancouver yeah. has it. Winnipeg has it less so, but does have it a bit. Um, yeah. I just don't see this season to me is, is you know, everyone always yeah. talks about the blues with this, right? We're blues that will last in the NHL at Christmas mm-hmm. and then they won the Stanley Cup. It's happened once in 200 yeah. years. Right? Yes. So, <laughs> super rare. It's not a good recipe. It's not a good strategy to go for. So, no, and the blue, and nobody was expecting anything out of the Blues. That's the difference no. is they were playing. I think to pull something like that off, you have, to, you have to be playing. You have to have nothing to lose. And you have to just be playing loose and having fun because, it, because boys, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, boys. The, the season's over. Nobody's expecting yeah. anything. So let's just have a good time. But that is not what's happening in Edmonton. The Edmonton, they came into yeah. this season with tremendously high expectations. Disappointing loss by their standards, by their account last year. Very disappointing playoff exit. So they have nothing but pressure. And the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to get for them. As, as we've talked about, the Canadian markets are just brutal. I I really, yep. if I were, I've said this before and I stand behind it. If I were an NHL player, the last thing I would want to do is play in a Canadian market. Obviously you want to be in the show and there are some players that don't have the luxury of choosing where they go. So you take the contracts you get, but that would be my least, my lowest pick any Canadian cities simply because of how hard Canadians are on it's religion up there. Hockey's religion up there. And so that's what I see is a team that is buckling under that constant pressure and then think about it as a player you've got to feel like a little bit of responsibility it's like your coach just lost his job and some of that's on you right i mean yeah. I, I, I don't know how you wouldn't feel a little burden of responsibility especially after going on a deep run last year or a deepish run uh with that same coach so it'll be interesting to see what happens and frankly i think it's really going to be over the next few games if they don't start winning over the next three or four games, it's very quickly, the season's very quickly going to become a wash if it's not already. Yeah. Once you dig yourself, once you're 10 points behind the wild card, you could spend the whole season trying to make that up, you know? You're hoping somebody else goes through the same skin you did. Yeah. But it's, it's, it becomes insurmountable. And, and that's what we, when we were talking about Vegas, yeah. that's when a skid becomes a habit. And right. it's a hard habit to break. So. Yeah. And, and at this point, in my opinion, they're looking at squeezing into the playoffs. They're not looking at competing for the division or anything like that. It's already a... I, I really think it would be a mistake. I, I think, yeah. you know, like you said, the, David has got a few years left. I, I can't answer. From memory, I think it's two or three. But the, yeah. um, you, you write this year off, do what you can, obviously, and bring in some younger players, like play players you wouldn't normally play, get them ready for next yeah. season, right. trade what you can, get some picks. Yeah. yeah. You know, like... It could get a really good first round pick this year. Yeah. That could change the look of the team, you know. So Yeah. And and look, I'm I'm sitting here talking about it from a logical hockey perspective. From a fan perspective, I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> and the rest of Golden Knights fans are too, especially with such an intense rivalry and, and a lot of banter between Edmonton and Vegas fans last year. 
most of us are enjoying watching Edmonton's demise, but it's certainly a fascinating case study, and and I will be watching it very closely over the next few games, particularly because if it, it's is it possible to turn it around? Yes, but it will need to happen very soon, or it's it's not going to matter anymore. Now, on yep. the agenda, Ian, you and I did not discuss this beforehand, but I'm going to throw a little um, a little monkey wrench in the works for you. I hope you can <laughs> can ride along with it. But so, have you seen? So you know the the Winter Classic is coming up between the Golden Knights and Seattle, and I it dawned yep. on me a few minutes ago that we should talk about this because it's been a big talk in the Vegas camp. It, mm. the, the jerseys have not been officially revealed, but they were leaked. Strangely, have you seen them? No, I have not seen them. You, you haven't. <laughs> no, okay. I well, I so, so I pulled up. I pulled up. Uh, so it's really weird. First of all, anybody who's following this closely will know this, but for any fans who don't. It's really weird the way they got leaked. It's like it was almost like the NHL gave out these Winter Classic jerseys to be used for promotional purposes to some VIPs and celebrities, but maybe there was an embargo that they weren't allowed to reveal them until after a certain <laughs> yeah. time. Well, these people that did not do works. that. Yeah. yeah, these people did not do that. And and somebody made an official appearance, uh, a guy and a girl wearing both of them, and and then – Today or yesterday, some football player was spotted wearing one of the Vegas jerseys. So I'm like, what did what did they do? Just give a bunch of them out, but they haven't officially revealed. So this may not work very well. I've just got a grainy cell phone uh, <laughs> picture, but I'm going to put it up to the camera and see if you can see it. Can, you can see that well enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's not what I expected. I'll be honest so, with you. I've, did, with the Seattle one, have they gone with the Metropolitans, kind of the retro classic look, or have they just done something weird? It is very retro. I'm going to bring that up too, but while I'm bringing that up, give me your thoughts on on that Vegas jersey. Just first impression, because the fan reaction's been interesting, but I want to hear what you have to say. I don't like it. The the one you had last year, the one that that glows in the dark, that, that I wanted. I really tried to get that as well. That was, that was very frustrating. I couldn't get that. Um, I like that jersey. I like yeah. the black, uh, well, the gray, sorry, your gray jersey. Uh, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of the gold jersey, which um, so I know is, is now the home jersey. Um, mm-hmm. But I get why you guys wear it. The white jersey, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. That looks like a really bad version of the white jersey. I just, it, looks, it looks washed out. Now, okay, the picture's not great. So yeah, yeah, it's, maybe, the color's the not great on that. Fo- that's definitely no. the color on that photo. It's it pops like a lot big, more than that. The big V. I like, yeah. yeah. So Sorry. I complete. So, I completely agree with you. I think it's. <laughs> I, I I think yeah. it's a terrible design. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what they were thinking, and I actually saw an ESPN commentator today say that it looks like it looks like the V is flipping you off. Cause it's got the little medieval curly cues at the top. So it just looks like the, it's like two fists, like flipping you off. And I thought that was yeah. kind of ironic and like appropriate that. too. Cause that's very Vegas, right. To just flip off yeah. the rest of the league. But okay. So now <laughs> I'm going to show you, um, I agree with you. And most fans are not digging on the winter classic jerseys, uh, at least not yeah, from I'm, Vegas. I'm not shocked. All right. So not I'm going to show it. you, this is definitely what they look like. I think this is probably a mock-up that someone did based on the leak. So this is not the original photo, but this looks just like what I saw in the leak. Uh, so take a peek. Tell me what you think. I'm going to put it up to the camera again. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, look, I, uh, 
So, well, I put it this way: once that we're done on this uh, podcast and we we wrap up and and I go and get some, a warm drink, some freezing out here. Uh, then you have to look I'm, it up and uh, take another peek. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be buying either of those two jerseys. I think it's the most exciting <laughs> for me to say. That, that, I mean, the Seattle one kind of has the Metropolitans feel. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a, a vintage a vintage feel. Um, yeah, but it's a bit like the reverse retro they released last year, where it, like they they don't they really want to use the Metropolitans jersey, but they're just yeah. waiting for the right time to do it. Right, and therefore every other jersey they create just looks like a pretty naff knockoff of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, those two are pretty dreadful. Yeah, we've had some really good ones over the over the last couple of years as well from different teams. And you think with Vegas and Seattle because they don't have the history, you can go yeah. like completely left field and do something that you, you know you would could do with maybe Chicago because people would throw their teddy out. But yeah, yeah, those are both really bad. <laughs> so sorry, guys. <laughs> so for <laughs> any, so for any of our fans who uh, or our listeners who haven't seen them. Just do a, a Google search and the official, <laughs> yeah. the official reveal will, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously you just saw it, but if anybody's listened to the audio only, uh, just yeah, look for the, just true. type in, uh, you know, winter classic jerseys leak and, and you'll probably see it. They'll be officially revealed soon enough, but I, I'm with you, Ian, both of those are a miss for me. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the problem when you, when you make so many jerseys, you run out of ideas. I mean, you, you kind of, um, when you, when you make, yeah. when you make 50 jerseys and then you're like, oh, we're going to do reverse retros. Then we're going to do reverse retros. I mean, I don't know. Do you, you kind of run out of color palettes and, and then, and I, don't, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe there's infinite ideas for well, jerseys, and, but. And obviously this is the last year of the, um, Adidas. Um, yeah, true. True. So next year it's fanatics, which obviously everybody is super pumped about. And, interesting. Um, that means you're going to get a whole new set of jerseys anyway. Yeah, which no doubt are going to look very similar to what they are now, but they'll have little <laughs> tweaks. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the people over at Adidas were like, you know what, our contract's up at the end of the year yeah, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> let's just phone this one in. You know, it kind of kind of feels that way a little bit, but and, and yeah. now well, just unless this is some sort of AI generator and said, you know, New Vegas yeah. jersey came up without, and they were like, yeah, exactly. Now, unless this is like a big dupe, just like a big scam, and and that's just to throw people off the scent. But no. I don't know. We've seen it in more no. than one spot here. Something tells me those are the jerseys. So, <laughs> it's, and the NHL uh, on that clever mate. So it's yeah, exactly. We're giving them giving that. them way too giving them way too much credit. But yeah, well, that's all fun, right? I mean, look, it's it's fun. we would prefer to to have the jerseys be a, a total home run every time. That's not always how it goes, but. Well, look, the the Knights, as of the recording of this podcast, the Knights are going to play Dallas tomorrow. Today, by the time by the time you're listening to this, to our listeners, it will be the day of the Dallas game. And that is a big one, Ian, because big it's game. it's the Knights' opportunity to make it a 500 road trip. So if they're able to win that game, then the road trip's 500, and it's not looking so bad. It's like, okay, that's not a bad. 500 on a road trip, most NHL teams will take that every time. You want to win your home games and win half of your road games if you can. And if you do that, you're going to make the playoffs. So, um, mm. <laughs> not, well, by, by Vegas kind of, standards, I'd like to see them do better. But, uh, that's if what I mean. I, with, I think Vegas holds themselves to a higher account than that. But agreed, it's, it's agreed. a big game because, yeah, like we were talking about who, who are the real contenders in the West. 
obviously Dallas is in there as well yeah. Um, yeah. because they are also flying. I don't know where they are in the mm-hmm. league, but they're top, what, five or six, I would yeah. expect. They're also doing yeah, they're very, right very well. Yeah. Um, and they've got a really, really good team. So mm-hmm. I think if yeah. you win the game against Dallas, I think what it does, ignoring the 500 thing, I think what more importantly it does is people go, okay, you know what? Things maybe aren't as bad as what they felt the last couple of games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is, you're talking that's potential conference final. Like Big time. Free, free match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like last year. And yeah, looking at their stats, Dallas currently leads the Central. They are... Let's see, conference standings-wise, Dallas is fourth in the conference, and you are right, sixth in the league. I mean, essentially, looking at their record, they're 12-4-1, 17 games played. Knights are 13-4-2, 19 games played. So they're essentially right on on pace with the Golden Knights in terms of their record. So it's a tough matchup. And look, you you know, the, the Golden Knights, being the defending champs, can expect to get their best from every team every time this year. But in this yep. case, I expect the Knights to be pretty charged up as well because they're they're going to know this is not going to be an easy game, especially playing in Dallas, wrapping up the road trip. So fingers crossed it's a good result for the Knights. This is a slightly short, shorter episode for us today just based on things to cover and, uh, and Ian's adventures Freezing in Birmingham. Off, yep. Yeah, exactly. Let's get you inside, buddy. Get some uh, hot cocoa into you or <laughs> coffee or <laughs> whatever your Goodbye. cold weather drink is. Yeah. Uh, but good good to see you as always, friend. And uh, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks unless there's some other significant happenings in around the league, in which case we'll bring you a special episode. But thanks again, guys. Be well. Enjoy watching the nights. Take care. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.